Welcome to the Teamwork Advantage podcast with Greg Gregory. Join us as Greg interviews powerful thought leaders and successful team and leadership experts from across the country on teamwork, leadership, and organizational culture. Now let's check in for this week's episode. Welcome to the Teamwork Advantage, a podcast that focuses in on teamwork, leadership, and culture. I am Greg Gregory, your host. And while we talk about teamwork, leadership, and culture, and a lot of it does focus in on business, let's keep in mind that teamwork, leadership, and culture come into play a lot in our family and personal lives as well. Today, we're fortunate to be joined with us is uh, Charlie Bales. Now, Charlie's got an interesting approach. Now, we've had founders of companies on here before. We've had corporate executives on here before. This time, we're fortunate to have with us a gentleman who is a little combination of both. Uh, Charlie is, has the pleasure of working in the fourth generation family business in a variety of roles, and currently he's the chief administration officer, handling the back end for over 120 stores in Florida. We'll get into the stores and the types of stores as we get into our conversation today. In addition to that, Charlie also is the founder of CB Supplements, a collagen protein supplement company that he started when he basically uh, was studying for his MBA. And working with this business brings in a, both a combination. So we'll talk about all of that, how it comes across. He's passionate about helping people. And uh, he's a secret entrepreneur, as he likes to say. Uh, CrossFit enthusiast, husband, father, Charlie loves to help people achieve their goals. And we're going to get into a whole bunch of questions about all that. Charlie Bales, welcome to the Teamwork Advantage. Thanks so much for having me, Greg. It's a privilege to be here. Yeah. Now, Charlie's joining us from uh, Orlando, Florida, where it's uh, rather temperate today, I understand. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about both businesses, Charlie. But before we get into that, just tell us a little bit about the, the, the family business, because that's you've grown up in that business. So was it always thought that you would come in and start working there? Yeah, you know, I, I get that question a lot. Um, oh, I expect. Rightfully, rightfully so, right? Being fourth generation. So um, you know, I, it's, there was never a ton of pressure, really. Um, we, cause we certainly have a number of family members that are not in the business. Um, they're just, you know, kind of call it on the oversight committee that they're interested to know how the company is doing. Um, of so they course, have, they but, probably have monetary investments. Correct. And, um, but, but they're not in the day to day. So mm -hmm. there's really no pressure. Um, I, I maybe had a little bit just because my dad is the CEO, you know, he's the guy running the ship. So of course, uh, if he, when he has a son, it's like, we, 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 we paint this, you know, American movie in our heads that like, oh, this is how it works. Uh, but it really, I didn't have a ton of pressure. Mm -hmm. um, if anything, I put more pressure on myself uh, just because, you know, as a, as a boy growing up, most boys growing up um, idolize one person and usually that's their father. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm no exception to that. I still look up to the guy and I'm 34 years old. Um, he's 67 now. So, I mean, it's a, and we, and we have a much different relationship because now it's, it's more boss and employee as opposed to father son, because you can't, I mean, ABC is too big to have that father son relationship. We are very corporate as we should be. Um, but no, just that I, I, there wasn't a ton of pressure, but I did put some on myself and, um, I had that choice. You know, when I graduated college, it was, Hey, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I'm in, let's go. So that you, you brought up a very interesting point, And that is, that is very corporate. So tell us 
before we get into some of the questions, tell us a little bit about ABC. It's a fourth generation. It was started by your great grandfather. I think we were talking earlier, right after Prohibition, right? Yes, sir. Um, so ABC means just what everybody's thinking. ABC. Yeah, and we we've actually rebranded it um, either four or five, I, I, however many years ago. Um, actually, my brother-in-law is our chief marketing officer, and he's a genius when it comes to this stuff. It's just how his brain thinks. It's awesome. So we rebranded ABC to be always be celebrating because when you think about what we sell, we sell adult beverage, which 95% of the time is being consumed as part of a celebration. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, most people, when they walk into our stores, they have this look of, oh my gosh, this is a 12,000 square foot, beautiful adult candy store <laughs> for, for, for lack of a better term. You know, I, I can't imagine people think that when they walk into the widget shop that, mm -hmm. that, they, that, they, that they're that excited, but they are when they walk into our stores, especially people from out of state, when they walk into our our beautiful, I mean, palaces, our stores are crazy. They're, they're so beautiful. Um, that That's usually the reaction you get. And that's So that's, that's cool when you think about that, because it, always be celebrating definitely brings it into a different mindset. And uh, people are usually in a much better mood coming in uh, to your store than they are when they have to go to the auto repair shop. There's no doubt about that. As beautiful as an auto dealership may be, it's still a widget shop. So tell me that. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me a little bit. When you say that you're corporate, and that makes perfect sense because you, you said you're up to 120 stores now, 125 stores? Yes, sir. So, so tell me... When you first started in the business, how hard was it to quote work for your dad? Um, uh, difficult for sure because I mean I was 22 years old, mm -hmm. um, and, and I mean I'm I'm still young. I'm still early in my career. I'm 34, but I, I've I've certainly uh, been through the gauntlet. I mean I've worked 12 years in the business, and I have an eight, six, and two year old. So, I mean, you want to talk responsibility. I understand it from both ways. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm sure there's people who are like, oh, just wait until your eight-year-old's 18. I get it. I know that. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we'll are we cross that bridge when we get there. So right. um, it, it, it was difficult, but it wasn't because of him. It was because of me. You know, I'm right. a you know, naive, ignorant 22-year-old just thinking, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it's I, I get it now that I'm sure that the the executive team back then was kind of like, all right, kid, you'll, we're just going to throw you to the wolves and you'll understand it one day. Um, but, you know, I, I've, I've come to, to respect and appreciate how I was trained and treated because I don't, I do not think that I would be the 34 year old executive I am today without the freedom and leeway to kind of learn and, and train with some of our top executives that I was given that opportunity to do. Now, when you have family gatherings, when you're doing things, quote, off the clock, are you and is your dad available or able to turn it off and have a father-son relationship at that point? Or is it always CEO and employee? It's, it's, a, it's a combination. You know, if there's, if there's something really important going on at work, we're going to talk about it. You know, if, and if there's not, I mean, we, we both have likes. You know, I, I could talk about Florida Gator football uh, until I'm blue in the face. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, and, and, 
Well, yeah. And I mean, he's, he's a big, he's a big uh, fan of professional sports and amateur sports. He played golf at Georgia tech. So, you know, okay. he's a, he, he loves golf. We have similar interests, um, but also we have totally different interests. So, you know, there, there are definitely things to talk about, um, but it, it really just depends on the, what's going on in the business, what the right. event is, what other family is, is there. Uh, but certainly um, our relationship outside of work, it usually revolves around like my kids um, okay. and, and just getting them time with our kids. And then, you know, we have some, some other similar things that we like to talk about. I mean, we, I, we do our best. We see each other enough, not even just my dad and I, all the family in the business. Mm-hmm. We all see into each other enough and talk about work enough that when it's Thanksgiving, we actually do our, our, our really best to not talk about it. <laughs> right. And that, that's the key part is, can you separate the business you from the personal you and how hard has that been? So that's, that's where you start to get into it a little bit because you are in a fourth generation. So it was started by your great grandfather. So you've grown up in the business. Is there anything that you learned in the business as a child, say before you were 15, 16, that you still carry with you? Um, yeah, one, one thing for sure. And that's just the importance of culture and how you treat people. <laughs> um, and I, I know that that's a total irony because of the name of your show. And I, that, I'm not, that, that wasn't a plug at all. But um, <laughs> I noticed that when I would come to the office with my dad when I was four or five years old and I'm putting golf balls down the hallway and just some of the faces that are still here working for us over that 30 year period that, that, that tell me those stories and, and all those people are treated like they're part of the family. And really we we've got, we've got over 1600 team members now and we call them team members, not employees, because they are a member of our team, our ABC team, which, which really is, I mean, our culture in one word is family uh, because we, we treat our team members like they're part of our family um, because we're a family owned business. And like, right. even if we tried not to do that, I think that would still be our culture, um, uh, because that's just the way that we operate. And that's, that's what I picked up on really early in my career as a 22, 23, 24 year old. Uh, but also in my, in my adolescence and in my teen years, just being around company events and being around my dad and my uncle and some of my cousins, it's just, we really do put a large emphasis on, the team member and, and their, their fulfillment and happiness and their, them being a part of our family culture. Right. Now, when you, when you take that, that part of the culture and it is so important. And as as you mentioned, of course, we're all about teamwork, leadership and culture and the power of culture in there. When you went to branch out and start your business. Okay. When you started finding CB supplements, if you want to give us a little plug on how that got started, because I've read your background story on that. It's, it's very emotional to touch. So if you want to tell us a little bit about that, what, and then tell us what were you able to bring from the family business to this, to get this business started? Yeah, absolutely. And the, um, I could talk about it for days. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you the real short version. We're, we're, down um, the, we're, we're in a 40 minute window here. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, so CB supplements was, was started out of, uh, really personal need. You know, one, once I started having kids, um, responsibility and the way that you look at, at, at the health of your children, it's completely up to you. 
you know, we have doctors, we have these systems, we have everything. But at the end of the day, the parent is really in charge of the kid with every aspect. Let's use the football analogy. The parent is the quarterback. Exactly. Like, and uh, I, we, Leanne, my, my amazing wife and I uh, found that out and we just, we just grabbed it. Um, so we started taking responsibility because uh, Vivian, our first, she's my eight-year-old daughter now. Um, she, she got sick a lot as a kid and these sicknesses hammered her. Um, I mean, respiratory in, uh, infections, doctors saying she has asthma and she's two years old. And I'm like, ah, that, that doesn't really compute with me. Um, so, you know, and we, we did everything they said. We took the medicine, we took the drugs, we did all that and nothing was, nothing was getting better. In fact, she was getting worse. So, you know, after, after going to the hospital a couple of times with these respiratory issues and, you know, you think as you're going to the hospital, it's like, is this it? Like, really? Uh, um, is she going to breathe again? Um, after doing that a couple of times, I just, I, I just said enough. So then started researching health and found this um, entire world of holistic um, health and nutrition and food is medicine. And I just dove in. And then, you know, of course, I'm getting my MBA at the time. Um, and one of those pieces of, of the health uh, puzzle is um, protein, specifically collagen protein, and getting it in the diet. Um, but most people do a horrible job at that. So it created a supplement. Um, and that's really the short version that without my daughter Vivian, there would be no CB supplements. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but now to, to the second part of your question, um, getting my MBA and having the experience that ABC gave me of how to create a business and how to create culture has, has helped me tremendously. Um, you know, we've, we've got our mission statement and our core values at ABC. So, and I know how powerful those things are. Um, I mean, our mission statement at ABC is just to make everyday celebrations better for our team members and guests, team members first before the guests. And how do we do that? We do that through our core values of respecting, you know, uh, our team members and respecting our guests, respecting the products that we sell because we do sell a controlled substance. You know, how else do we make everyday celebrations better? We inspire people through our actions and through everything we're doing in our stores. And we empower our team members to make that celebration amazing. You know, those are our three core values. So just learning that and knowing that I need at CB Supplements, I, I, I have this opportunity to create this culture from scratch. We've got a great story of my daughter. The product works. It does amazing things. Um, so now I get to go build a team. Awesome. Here's the team I want to build. And here, here are the, our mission at CB Supplements is just to make the world a healthier place. That doesn't mean we're going to sell product. It means we're just trying to help people. So that means that education is really important to us. That's one of our pillars of mm-hmm. excellence. So that's, we've that's got it. Brought up. I want to make sure we brought up your three pillars at CB Supplements are premium product, education, and customer appreciation. What are the core values at ABC? Well, so the, the, the core values at ABC are the three that I was mentioning, mm-hmm. respect, empower, and inspire. Right. So one of the things I want to make sure we brought up and get this is, is bring this home because so often when I'm doing a training class, people want to just copy somebody else's core values or copy something from somewhere else. And here you are, you're engaged and very actively involved in both of these organizations. And there are three pillars. The core values are very different because they are different businesses. So I just want to make sure people realize there's three separate ones for each one of these. And yet they're both very powerful to drive both businesses. Is that, am I 
getting a synopsis right? Absolutely. And I, I, I see what you did there. Um, and that, that's a really good observation. One that I've never even really thought that much about mm-hmm. um, of the differences between the two. But I, I, of course, the knowing ABCs and then understanding the differences of the business helped me to formulate our mm-hmm. pillars of excellence, what we call it, CV supplements that you just named. Um, and that's, that's super, that, that, that's a powerful lesson right there. Hope, hopefully your <laughs> listeners picked up on what I just picked up on what you did. That's, that's awesome. Well, good. So we're starting to look now, you're, you're running CB supplements. You're the chief administration officer at ABC. And as the chief administration officer, you said that you're basically responsible for all the behind the scenes stuff, the administration, the HR, and all the stuff that goes on within that. So there's a couple of areas I want to look at in that aspect, and then we can talk about it maybe as it applies to uh, CB supplements. And that is during the pandemic, so many people were working remotely and many people still are. I think there's a lot of people who are saying, I ain't going back to work. They like working from home. And so that that's a big thing there. But in your situation, I'm, I'm assuming that not too many people could work remotely in ABC. Is that about right? Yeah, I mean, everybody in marketing and IT, of course, can, uh, and those are those are large departments, you know, 10, 20, 30 people. Um, but our maintenance department, you can't have a wood shop remotely. And our, our warehouse of 150 people that um, mm-hmm. deliver about 50% of the goods to our stores, that, that can't be done remotely or socially distanced for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, stores, retail stores can't be open remotely. I mean, we've, we certainly figured that out with curbside delivery and at, at even at home delivery and a lot mm-hmm. of the third party vendors that help with that. So right. we, we, we juggled nicely, but yes, in terms of the remote work, we were, we were all over the place. So how were you able to maintain the culture? How are you able to maintain the camaraderie? How are you able to maintain the teamwork? I mean, you've got 1600 employees. Okay. That's across the state of Florida. How are you able to maintain all of that through the pandemic and come out strong? We have a, we have really good people. I mean, it's, it's as simple as an answer of that, that, that we made a decision years ago, I mean, even four or five years ago to invest in our, our culture and invest in our people and go you know, recruit some really good talent at every level entry level to executive. And, you know, we made that decision to invest before COVID, not knowing that COVID was coming. Um, I don't and, know anybody and, knew COVID was coming, yeah. No, I, I, I think you're right there. Um, so we uh, we just, we made that decision and, and our outside board of directors that we have, which is why I said earlier that we, we really operate like a corporate public, public company, mm-hmm. you know, because we, we're family owned, but we do have an outside board. That, that has the responsibility to oversee the, the business. Um, so they, they, they were all, they were bought in and you know, that we're looking at a four year plan that it's ugly, ugly, ugly for three years. And then we get profitable the fourth year again, that's hard to approve. And most public companies are not gonna do that because they're looking quarterly, not even yearly. So we, we were bought in and we went and found these people. We went and trained people that were already on our team um, and we invested in culture and then COVID hit. Um, and we, we were really able to see the benefits of our investment into people and culture through 
what COVID brought. Because what COVID did is it sped up time, you know, three, four, five years. Um, and we had to hire some, some key people during COVID um, and train them virtually. And I mean, and there are still people, I mean, I'm, I'm the guy who runs HR for one of my jobs. I've never even met some of these people still in person. Um, and which, which, which is, which is fine. It's okay. I, and, and I think we've learned how to do it, but it's just the way that the way that we walk, the way that we talk, um, at ABC, it's, it's very real. It's very authentic. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that helps, um, uh, you know, solidify, not even create, it helps solidify the culture that we have. When we think about and you, you brought it up a moment ago when you're talking about the public companies. When we think about your business and it's a family business, yes, there's 1,600 employees, so it's not really, it's not a micro business. It's not even what I would call a small business. It's a medium to small business. 1,600 employees is, you know, it's not a Fortune 500 company, yet 1,600 is, is not exactly minute. Mm -hmm. What would you recommend? What would you say to, an executive listening to the podcast now, or even a, a senior manager of a larger organization, what could they learn from um, a family-owned business of your size to go forward right now? I mean, invest in the culture is one of the things you brought up, definitely. Is there anything else that you can think of? Just looking long-term and defining where, where you want to be, where, where, where do you want to go? Um, I think we all we all get distracted by the shiny object that we might be able to grab in like six months where most of the meetings that I'm sitting in with, with a lot of my fellow executives and fellow family members, you know, we're, we're talking about three to four years from now, which mm -hmm. is really hard to do. Um, because heck, I mean, three, four years ago, we were on the iPhone, like four, you know, maybe. And what, what in the world did that even do? Now we're on the 11 and you can basically run the world from your iPhone. Um, so it's, it's hard to do, but just having that conversation and, and getting buy-in across the, uh, you know, across departments, you know, sustaining, trying to break that silo down and bringing people in, you know, something, another thing that, that, that is our culture at ABC, we have radical transparency, really there, there, if, if okay, there let's is let's a, define, let's define what you mean by radical transparency. We're hearing the word transparent, transparency a lot in the last several years. Yeah. What is radical transparency and define that to me? Yeah. So my definition is that everything that I'm doing, everything that I'm saying, I'm okay saying it in front of my wife, in front of my mom, in front of my grandmother, in front of the creator of the universe, whoever I think that is, whoever you think that is, but also any of our employees. If somebody wants to know something, we're going to show them, we're going to tell them, we're, we're going to give them the information. You know, if somebody wants to see our, our books, we're going we're, we're gonna to be transparent. We're going to show what, what we do. We're going to talk about how the business operates. And it's funny, you know, once you, once you tell people, we're, we're okay with telling you in whatever information you want to know, most people don't care. Meaning that they don't care to know. They just like the fact that they have the opportunity and ability to ask for things, but most of them never will. But right. that, that, that comfort is, is real. Um, and there, there are the ones that, you know, I'm a, I'm a top executive and I'll get an email from somebody way down the totem pole. I'm going to answer it, you know, and it, that that's being transparent that I have nothing to hide. My goals are the same as you. We have three goals for our company and it's the same for a frontline uh, team member. 
as it is for the top executive. We're all rolling the same direction. So, I mean, I, I, hopefully that's a, that's a decent explanation of what radical transparency means. Okay. But I think, I think it's just being authentic, being yourself and, you know, not, not hiding things from people. Okay. So, and I interrupted you on that. You were in your train of thought going down that line. So you want to go ahead and finish? I don't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped you in the middle of radical transparency. That it was just it was a great word. We're talking about the, the organization and um, public companies being able to grow from everything with people and everything in that direction. And you were talking about the um, being transparent from every aspect of the level. So what else were you thinking about there? Yeah, and I'll tell you another, another um a piece of radical transparency is that we admit our faults. And if so, if, if we don't know the answer or something, if I don't know the answer or something, I got no problem telling someone, I don't know, but now, does I'm, that I'm make you vulnerable? Out. Yeah. And I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, okay. I'm, hang I'm, on, I'm, hang on. I want our listeners to hear this. Yeah. Okay. He, he said he admits his mistakes. I asked him if that makes him vulnerable and his response and your response again, Charlie was, yeah, and I'm okay with that. Why is that so important? I don't think you can truly be authentic or radically transparent without going into the vulnerability zone, I'll call it. You know, there's, I, I think if you don't go there, you're just fake. And then people are, people aren't going to trust you. And I mean, how can you have, there it is. Um, how can you have core values of inspire and empower that it's my job as an executive to inspire all of those around me and then empower them to do mm -hmm. better than me and really cheer them on and give them the resources to do that. How can I do that if they don't trust me? Right. And again, folks, I want to, I want to go into this. Over 90% of the podcast interviews that we've done, Charlie, somewhere through that conversation, regardless of where we're going down the line of the topic, trust and vulnerability come into play. And you just brought it up on your aspect on the family side business. And I loved what you said, because if you're not letting yourself be vulnerable, you're being fake. And that's so and, key. And how just to just to even give your listeners how that um, how how being vulnerable at my quote unquote corporate job has bled into my entrepreneurial job mm -hmm. is one of those pillars of excellence um, for CV supplements. And that's education that it's, it's our job to educate people on what collagen is, how to take it, how, how, what to expect all those things. But also we are not in the business of, of selling our product to every single person. Like if you want to go to our website, and email me personally a question about health and I answer it and you don't buy our product, fantastic. If that, if, if that helps you on your health journey, we've done our job because that's our mission to improve health. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's just being vulnerable and being open to the fact that like, I'm not just trying to sell you something. I'm not just trying to take your money. And that's the same thing at ABC. Heck, I'll be standing in a store. I'll look up something on my phone that we don't carry. I'll say, yeah, go, go to our competitor on the street and they'll, they'll help you out. Because our job is to make everyday celebrations better. It's not to sell product. Right. It's to make everyday celebrations better. Now, do you want to know where that example, where that example lives and breathes on a daily basis? Is a little company called Nordstrom. Mm -hmm. 
They have been known to send people to other stores. They have been known to go out and buy an item at another store, bring it back, and then resell it for $0 profit or even a loss. Yes. Because it's the right thing to do. Well, and that, I think that that, to go back to one of your earlier questions, something that I've learned just through being in the family business, you know, yes, I've worked here for 12 years. I've really worked here for 34. Um, I have heard that expression, just do the right thing, or we're doing this because it's the right thing to do. Um, I have heard that literally a million times, and I've even said it now. It's just become my normal saying too uh because i've I've heard the guys who the guy whose office is right next to me say it uh that many times that it just it just becomes part of who you are and somebody might argue well what does that even mean what's the right thing to do my five-year-old knows right and wrong most people know the difference between right and wrong it's not that complex of a of a of a question Mm -hmm. just do the right thing yeah and you something you even brought up earlier when you were talking about radical transparency you know, you'll talk about it and you're, you're comfortable talking about it in front of your mother, your grandmother. But one of the things I always say is, are you comfortable enough in, you know, using this language, using this, making this decision, doing this activity, and would your grandmother approve? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that the grandmother test is a, is a lethal one for, m- for many of us. Extremely. And I mean, my, my grandmother, she's still here. She, uh, she's uh, 90. She's 90. And I mean, she's like the sweetest lady you could ever imagine. And yeah, I, I, she comes across my mind daily of like, okay, I wonder what Gammy would say about this. It's a great test. I agree with you. Use the grandmother test. Yeah. So you're in an organization and you're, you're in a very interesting position because ABC is a nine figure family run business. That's not small you know, that's not peanuts. That's not your lawn mowing business. You started at 12. What's it like to run that? And then can you compare that to getting an entrepreneurial business off the ground? Because it takes two different mindsets. And so talk about that. And how can you do both? It definitely takes two different mindsets. However, the similarities between the two are staggering, I think. Okay. Um, because if, 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 if there were more people in the corporate world, you know, most of the corporate world, they just kind of stay in their lane, they do their job, they, they pound the clock, and then they, they're done. Um, once you, as you continue to go up the ladder, um, that becomes less and less, where, which of course it is, because you're, you're moving from a technician to a manager to a strategic you know, visionary. So I get that. Um, but the strategic visionaries of big companies that are going across all the different departments and trying to keep communication and collaboration. That's the same thing as a founder does in a startup because you wear every hat. So at CB Supplements, I wear every hat, Um, everything from customer service to our website, IT to fulfillment to, I mean, you name it, dealing with manufacturers. Well, I wear all those hats at ABC too, IT finance and accounting, HR, um, a lot of those. So I, I think there's so many similarities and it's just the willingness to operate in a place of vulnerability and being uncomfortable and being okay with that. Because I, I don't know the answers at CB Supplements. Heck, we forgot to pay our our um, our yearly fee to keep our LLC intact a couple of years ago. Oops, you know. I, sorry, they didn't teach me that in business school, <laughs> you know. But luckily, 
my one of my partners was like, yeah, I know how to do it. I got you. And like a day later, we're fine. We're back to yeah, active. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's just, it's being okay. like, you don't know the answer to everything. You're going to fail like crazy, but really the difference between success and failure is just get back up. It's really that simple and just keep going. So I, I don't really see a difference between that and big corporate ABC and, you know, small little CB supplements. So I can, I can jump back and forth to both um, pretty easily. I mean, I, like I said, I know I'm not great at, at either one, but I'm trying my best. And really, you don't have to be that good. It's, it's like I said, just get up and just, just do it. Again, admit you've made a mistake is, is key. And once you admit you've made a mistake, you know, and it goes back, Vince Lombardi had the great quote. It's not whether you get knocked down, it's whether you get back up. Of course, I've adapted the quote and I've changed it a little bit, not to take anything away from the great Vince Lombardi. I say it's not whether you get knocked down, it's how fast you get back up. And my dad taught me that one. You know, I got thrown out of a car at the age of 16 while doing 65 miles an hour. And I was afraid to get in a car and drive. But my father, he was about 200 and 300 miles away on the phone, told me, get in the car. Drive down to the post office with your grandmother, get the mail, and come back and call me. In those days, it was a long distance phone call. And then he said, when you get your beep knocked off the horse, you got to get your beep back up on the horse as quickly as possible. And that never stopped. That's one of the things I learned in my life. And so we're going to make mistakes. What's one of the mistakes that you've made? other than forgetting to write the LLC check there. Okay. <laughs> What's a mistake that you've made that you've learned from? And I'm assuming you haven't made that mistake a second, third time. No, no, we haven't made that mistake again. In fact, I have things on my calendar now to remind me to make those payments. Um, hey gosh, there, there are so many mistakes. Uh, I, 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 and, and, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the, I'll, I'll tell you what I think is the biggest mistake that that people aren't doing um, that I've I've really taken control of um, in really every aspect of my life uh, because I, I don't even look at mistakes as as bad things. Every mistake or every failure is a beautiful opportunity to learn and train. And if you, I mean, I've I've made the fifty thousand dollar mistake. I've made the two hundred thousand dollar mistake. I've made the million dollar mistake. How because we, but, but, you know, it's, it's a great learning opportunity. Um, so, but the bigger I, the but, mistake, the bigger the learn. Exactly. It's it's the Richard Branson mentality. You know, the person who puts a mic, I don't know if it's true, but we've all heard it. Uh, person puts a mic, Hey, Richard, this person who works for you just made a $600,000 mistake. Are you going to fire him? Why would I fire him? I just spent $600,000 training him. I, that's, that's the mentality that I have. But anyway, I think that the biggest mistake that most people are making is that they're not starting. And, and what I mean by that is uh, when Vivian was in terrible health, my wife and I had a decision, accept the status quo and just keep going or stop the car and think about it and then restart it and turn left. And that's what we did. I had, I had an idea when I was, in, uh, when I was getting my MBA um, and I acted on that idea. And I created a company and I started it knowing that I have no clue what I'm doing. You know, I went into the family business. Um, I'll tell you one thing. I, I ran our warehouse for a little bit of a little period of time. 
because um, I had to go run it because it wasn't everything wasn't good there. I've never worked in a warehouse in my life. I worked in our warehouse when I was 16, you know, 20 years ago, almost. Um, but I, I had to jump in and go fix it. And, and I did. So, you know, it's just it's the it's the mentality of just just go do it. Kind of you said when you fall, get up fast. I mean, another way to say that is the difference between most people. Some people just sit there and do nothing. And the very few just get up and go. And they're uncomfortable with they're, they're fine with making the mistakes. I got too many mistakes to name, but I haven't I haven't made that one mistake. And I'm not going to make that one mistake that's going to take me down because, like you said, I'll just get up fast. I'll call my team to help me because I have no problem being vulnerable um, and I'm going to go. Okay. I'm curious if you've ever asked your dad what mistake he made while he was growing up in the business because it's a fourth generation or even your grandfather. I, I honestly never have. Um, be a great question to learn from them, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I, uh, I, will, I will ask him that, but I, I'll tell you why I probably haven't thought to ask him that because just the word mistake is not really in our culture at abc right. nor is it in the culture at cb because it's just we we just look at everything as training and like yeah. we, we don't even we don't really talk about mistakes yeah and that, that's that's really cool when we think about it that way because again as branson said you know i just trained the guys so let's let's look at it that way what how much does abc put into training their employees and beyond just the onboarding and getting them set up and things of that nature. What else do you have in place for that? Uh, yeah, we, we have um, a very sophisticated online training platform that we've developed over the past few years that teach everything from all the product knowledge that we have mm -hmm. um, and, that, that, and that our team members have to have, because how can you make somebody's celebration better if you, if you don't know the difference between a Pinot Noir and a Pinot Grigio? Um, oh, there's a difference. Could, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, we've, we've got really good product training, uh, but we've got really good leadership training too. Uh, we, we, we have mentorship programs. Heck, ABC paid for my MBA um, and, and we're paying for somebody's doctorate right now. So like we, we set aside uh, funds to do that. It's, at, it's, it's honestly a shame. We have a great tuition reimbursement policy um, for, for, for any level of team member. And, and we advertise it like crazy. And it's just amazing though that most, you know, 98% of people do not do anything with it, yeah. um, which, is, which is sad, but that's Well, it's that's like fine, you said you know? a while ago, most people won't take that step. Yeah, you know, and we- They've got to take action. And, and we know that. And, uh, you know, we're, we're still going to encourage it. We, we have a culture of education and investing in it. And if someone asks, like the answer is probably going to be yes. That's part of radical transparency too. Like just allowing people to ask the question that they want, knowing that the answer most of the time could be yes. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't know if I answered your question, yeah. but it's really, it, we, we try to meet the individual team member and that that's where we're not so corporate. We're, we're going to try to meet people where they want to be net um and that that's that's guests and team members that's that's powerful you know it's um my, my one of my philosophies is very simple the answer is no until you ask it may still be no but it's going to definitely be no if you don't ask so 
What's one thing, as we get ready to wrap up here on the Teamwork Advantage today, what's one thing that you would say is beyond the word culture or people? What's the one thing as a manager of a, a fourth generation business, an owner, business owner, leader, what's one thing that you would say to somebody who's in a mid-level management job and they're struggling right now? What's one thing they would, you would say to them to get their teams more engaged, more active, more uh, increased productivity, generate greater morale? What's one thing? Ask for help. It's, it, it, it is that easy. Like just get, get vulnerable. Ask the executive who you look up to to mentor you. Ask the other executive, what can I do to get better? Ask your team who work under you. Mm -hmm. Hey, what do y'all want? Like, I, I'm, I am, it is my job to Absolutely. invest in you and to ensure that you're successful. Tell me what to do. I here, here are my thoughts, but I want to know your thoughts. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the, it's a it go. Go read Brene Brown. Go read about vulnerability. Go go read about uh, you know what what all of these amazing people have to say, mm -hmm. and most of it is going to end up like you don't have to know everything. Ask for help. Yeah. It's that simple. It's interesting. You know, a lot of the training programs I do, I ask quick show of hands how many would help somebody if they asked for help, and every hand goes up, and I say how many of you have asked for help in the last year, and hardly any hands go up. Yeah. And that, that, that's a powerful lesson that I learned um, toward, towards my late 20s. So, I mean, it took me seven, eight years of working at ABC to fully grasp that. I was totally the, the guy that was, you know, work, work hard, outwork everybody. And I think that that's, that's, a, that's a component to it. I mean, if you want to be the best, ethic, you, got, yes. you, you have to have a really good work ethic. It's not just ask for help and make people do stuff for you. That's, that's not mm -hmm. delegation at all. No, that's, that's, that's dump and run. Exactly. So, but it, it's, it's really hit me hard, um, you know, in the past couple of years that, man, uh, there's, there's no way we would have gotten through COVID at ABC without the team that we have and without the help that everybody gave to each other. It, it just, it wouldn't have happened. Wow. Charlie, thanks so much for joining us today. We've been on here for a while and we could keep talking about this, I'm sure, both on the sides of ABC as well as CB Supplements. And if anybody wants to check out the CB Supplement side, your website is? CBSupplements.com. CBSupplements.com. Charlie, thanks so much again for everything, uh, joining us here today and talking about family businesses and how they apply and how they can help out corporate lives. Um, it's a privilege to have you on board with us today. And folks, you know, once a week on the Teamwork Advantage, and you can learn techniques and tips and things that you can do, for example, ask for help. Just once a week, you can find out strategies and ideas that you can use immediately in your professional life and your personal life. Thanks for joining us on the Teamwork Advantage. And as I always say, do not have a good day because that's just being average. Be sure to make today an excellent and exceptional day. Until next week, take care. Bye-bye. This has been the Teamwork Advantage with Greg Gregory. To learn more about how Greg can help your organization develop a powerful winning culture, visit teamsrock.com. That's T-E-A-M-S-R-O-C-K.com. Be sure to join Greg next week when he interviews another exciting and powerful thought leader on the Teamwork Advantage. Until then, as Greg says, make sure you have a great week because a good week is just being average.